Well, welcome everyone. Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins, and this show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. They're our presenting sponsor, and Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. Other sponsors that we're going to talk about throughout the show, they're hand-picked Highland Dairy, Greg Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. We appreciate our sponsors and show a lot of gratitude. We have a great show tonight. We're going to talk about uh, the next week the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame is going to have uh, their basketball luncheon. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. But first, let me recap last week. Last week, ooh, I made some cold calls on air. I'm always talking about calling your mentors and your leaders. Um, and so I walked the walk last week. I cold called some of my former coaches and some of my um, former mentors, and I thanked them for what they did um, in, my, in my life and how much I appreciated that. So if you want to listen to that episode, you can go to a coachesperspective.com, listen to it, or on iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio, all under a coach's perspective. So since I was nice last week, I thought this week I would cold call some of the coaches that I didn't appreciate and then I thought, no, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. I would never do that. Abby wouldn't let me do that. There's no way. But I do want to say that I um, really appreciated all the comments and the feedback from that show. It is important to express that gratitude. So the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame is having their basketball luncheon next Tuesday, December 13th. Very excited about the lineup that is going in. And we got to visit with Byron Shive and talk to him about what is coming up. So please take a listen. Well, we're now joined by Byron Shai from the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, a president of the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame and doing a tremendous job. And it's time for the annual basketball luncheon. A lot of basketball enthusiasts really look forward to this time of year and what an induction class you have put together and the recipients of the Filbert Five. Um, this has got to be an exciting event for you coming up. It is, uh, you know, getting into basketball season, obviously, uh, the colleges are in full swing. NBA started, the high schools are starting to pick up, but, uh, it's a great time to, to focus on basketball at the Hall of Fame. And we're very excited about the class that we're going to be inducting on December 13th. Uh, a lot of, a lot of gr- big names that people have heard of. And uh, even if they haven't heard of them, there's a lot of very worthy accomplishments and worthy of a Hall of Fame induction and recognition. So we're excited. Let's talk a little bit about the inductees. Um, Kim English, tell us, you know, University of Missouri basketball star. Yes, uh, he was, uh, a lot of folks will rec- uh, recall uh, the, like, 2008 to 2012 era. They had the uh, 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 the run to the multiple tournaments. Uh, they, matter of fact, he and a couple of other of his uh, classmates uh, graduated as the winningest class in Missouri basketball history. So he's got that going, played in the NBA for a year, and um has been the uh, coach at uh, George Mason University for the past two years. So he's uh, given back to the game as a coach now, but had an outstanding career uh, at Mizzou, and uh, we're looking forward to inducting him. Well, and and Steve Frank, I know that name sounds familiar. What did he do? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I think he may have won a game or two, but uh, yes, or <laughs> obviously the, everyone uh, around these parts knows, of course, about uh, Stratford and the run they went on the five Pete um, and some say the unbreakable record, the streak, uh, the Marshville Lady Jays, um, and then Stratford, of, of course, put the, put together 100. I think it was 115 uh, game winning streak to to break the state record, and just an uh, outstanding career. Uh, many, you know, they they know him as a coach. Uh, they know he's got two uh, daughters that are really good, but they 
may not realize that dear old dad was actually pretty good back in his day as well. And uh, he was uh, had an outstanding career at College of the Ozarks. So he's he's very deserving, not only for, as a player, but also, what he, of course, what he's done as a coach. So. Well, and to me, for, for years, he does things the right way. He really does. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is he an intelligent basketball coach, but he knows how to treat his players, and he does such yes. a nice job of putting the whole package together. Um, and he's very humble. I like that yes. about him a lot. Yeah. Um, he's been on this show several times, and I always love picking his brain on different, different mm-hmm. angles. And um, he is he's a Hall of Famer that you always say, it's not if, it's when. And so yeah, it's exactly, been, yeah. exactly. And this, it's time. I, I know he's still kind of in coaching. He's, I know he's helping, uh, out down at the CFO, but, um, you know, he, it's time for him to go in. Um, I actually first met him. Uh, he was coaching Seymour. I think it was 2012 and they, he took Seymour to the final four. And I think they played Mount Vernon in the Hearn Center. And so I actually got a chance to ask him a few questions in the post game. And, uh, that was my, I did realize that he was about to go on a, a winning streak and, won four straight state championships. And of course they Stratford went ahead and won a fifth one after he left, but uh very deserving hall of famer. He's had an outstanding career. Yes, he definitely has. Um, so we've, I've got, we've got a referee going in. My goodness, a ref. What yes. has it come to? No, teasing. <laughs> very deserving referee. Yeah, he has come high. We have a, like a nominating uh, committee that uh, takes in nominations and they forward them on to selection committee and eventually gets to us at the hall of fame. But uh, the nominating committee was hit on multiple sides saying Buford Goddard needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Outstanding career as an official. He basically went, uh, um, played on a state championship basketball team actually at Ozark, uh, back in, I believe the sixties and, uh, went straight from high school right into, he was actually still in high school while he was refereeing, I believe. So he had an outstanding career, uh, refereed a lot of blue and gold games, some state championship games, uh, the, um, People in Springfield are familiar with the Jolly Green Giants. Um, Buford actually refereed uh, one of their state championship games, uh, and so and then eventually got into college uh, officiating in the uh, old Big Eight. And so uh, he's come highly recommended by uh, people like Norm Stewart and uh, Long Kruger and some others, uh, uh, you know, coaching giants that uh, basically say that Buford Goddard was one of the best officials that they ever had, you know, had, had as an official in their games. And so that's a coming from coach Stewart. That's pretty high praise because he didn't like very many officials. I was getting <laughs> ready to say, I wonder how that tasted for him to, <laughs> to compliment an official. Um, yeah. But yes, Buford Goddard is, is very well deserving and a very talented official. Um, well, speaking of the, the next inductee that I wanted to talk to, speaking of um, not if but when, um, Casey Garrison Powell, um, what an incredible career she had at the high school level and at the yes. collegiate level. She, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that she was a four-time All-Stater at Bolivar, and then she went from Bolivar, of course, won a state championship there, and then went to Missouri State and became a four-time uh, all-conference uh, selection. She was just uh, an outstanding player. Um, just, uh, I, I guess one way to put it is it's almost like she was born with a basketball in her hands, just the way she moved, natu- just a natural player. You just watch her, and it's she was just fun to watch. Um, high basketball not, IQ through the room. She was so, not fun to, to have in your scouting <laughs> report. <laughs> I, I imagine not. That's right. You had a few games against her, I imagine, but... But yeah, yeah, she was, uh, she was just, uh, of course, a lot, a lot of fun to watch with the Lady Bears. And, and, and if it wasn't for 
you know, someone named Jackie Styles, she would have rewrote the uh, record book at uh, Missouri State. But as it stands, she was, you know, second in scoring when she left. Uh, just her name's all over the record books and just a just a joy to be around. And her her, her basketball IQ was probably the best thing about her. I mean, she's just so intelligent on a basketball court. So. Agree. And I really like her a lot as a person. I really think mm-hmm. the world of her, and I think she's a, a, a tremendous... Outstanding family, yes. Yes. The whole garrison. Pretty fans. talented. Pretty talented. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Here, here, here's a, here's a, actually a funny story. Her... Uh, she has her younger brother, uh, Cody Garrison got married, uh, this past summer. And, uh, I, uh, go to church with, with the wife or the, who Cody was married, his fiance. And so we're all at the wedding. And, and as it turns out, Cody for his, uh, bachelor party, uh, was basically the Garrison clan basically playing pickup basketball. So <laughs> you, know, you think about, you know, Casey and Carrie, all of the, you know, you got the, the brothers and the sisters and they just basically got out there and, and hooped for for a little while, uh, as, as, and that was what he wanted for his bachelor party. So I would love, to, I was not there, but I would love to have been a fly on the wall for that one. So that would have been. I'm fun. sure it didn't get competitive at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so true, so true. Uh, that would have definitely been a good one to see. Um, and then over at Jury Coaching, um, Chris Carr is being also being inducted. Yes, and so people in Southwest Missouri may not be familiar with Chris. Uh, from his high school days uh, at Arcadia Valley because it's over in the Boot Hill area, but uh, he had an outstanding high school career, went on to play at Southern Illinois, uh, led them to three NCAA tournament appearances and eventually was drafted into the NBA, had a uh, six-year, some would say journeyman career. He played for several different teams, but had a six-year career in the NBA, played a couple of years overseas. Uh, uh, Some people who follow the NBA may remember him as finishing runner-up to Kobe Bryant in the slam dunk contest one year. But uh, after his uh, playing days, he got into coaching and uh, coached uh, girls basketball for a little while, I believe, in Minnesota and and has now been uh, for the past couple of years as an assistant coach at Drury University. So he's very deserving, has had an outstanding playing career and and looking forward to uh, inducting Chris as well. What a great role model for them to have yeah. over a jury. Um, and I'm just, we're going to just to list the, the program, the teams and the programs that mm-hmm. you're going to be, um, inducting. And that's Exeter High School Boys Basketball State Championship Team 1963, McDonald County High School Girls Basketball Era of 1980 to 1983, um, Logan Rogersville Boys Basketball Era of 1982, 1986. I think great choices there. And then you, you have the Filbert Five Awards, which yes. I, I, I definitely find for for a couple reasons close to my heart one gary filbert is a great uh, mentor yes. and inspiration to me and he's the award is named after him he's the the father of the missouri basketball coaches association yeah. part of for a long time and and so i think that's wonderful when they started the filbert five award that that really struck a chord with a lot of coaches and it's um yeah, definitely. He, he is very, very well respected. Coach Filbert, very well respected throughout the state, not just here in southwest Missouri, but throughout the entire state. Lot, everybody's got a Gary Filbert story, it seems like. That. He's yes, just very well yes. respected. So. <laughs> yes. And you've got a great lineup. Um, it's a lot of these, uh, these young ladies on the women's side have been in, they've either been a teammate of mine or they have been in scouting report. Uh, so you've yeah. got some tremendous ones. Um, you want to run down that list real quick? Of just sure. Andy uh, Haney uh, Bean uh, played at West Plains. Uh, many 
folks remember her in the Ozark Conference days. Uh, she was very frustrating. If she, if she wasn't dropping threes <laughs> on you, then she was driving to the to the hoop. But uh, just a hard nosed player. Uh, I loved watching her play in high school. She went on and had an outstanding uh, career down in Arkansas at Harding University. Um, set some records down there, but very very deserving. Uh, Courtney Creed, uh, she actually is the younger sister of Bethany, I believe, Creed. Mm-hmm. They both played at Ash Grove. Uh, Courtney went on to have an outstanding career at Southwest Baptist University uh, in Bolivar. And um, so we're looking forward to and inducting. She was on my coaching staff for a while. Um, okay. So uh, she was always a very um, a scrappy player. I mean, she. Yeah, you know, we overuse right. the word grit now in sports, but that's really how I described the way she played. She played with a lot of grit. That 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 was a, a great summation. That's a, you know when we were watching some old film, uh, you know, when we were uh, kind of finalizing the list and uh, just seeing how she played, you could tell that she uh, wasn't afraid to dive on the right. floor for loose balls or whatever <laughs> it took. So, um, Honey Scott Pickering, uh, she is um, a unique situation. Uh, her husband Rick Pickering, as we'll get to in a moment, is on the uh, the boy the men's side of the uh, Filbert Five, and so this will be the first. Uh, um, husband, uh, wife uh, uh, combo for Filbert Five, but she had an outstanding career uh, at Forsyth. Went on and uh, and and played some community college basketball at Moberly area uh, community college, and then Missouri Southern State and set some records down there in Joplin. Uh, very deserving, uh, just uh, you know, a post player that was you know she's going to rebound, she's going to get the put back. She she was hard to defend. You know, she would just had an outstanding career and. Uh, some would say, and I won't say who that she could, uh, that she could still beat Rick, but I'm not going to make that. <laughs> I will own that statement because they are going, they are in the studio and we're going to talk with them and, and uh, yes. there'll definitely be some good trash talk going on between the two. I, of them. I imagine that she, yeah. she was very excited. She's, she's been to, um, she's had some teammates that have received Filbert fives. And so she was very, uh, excited about, uh, being honored in this way, and, and we're we're certainly looking forward to recognizing her outstanding career. So well, she is very, very deserving. It was an honor to play. She also played for the Crazo Rats. That was the name of our age. Yes. We yeah, used to be yeah. those Ozark Stars, and my father was the coach, Tommy Burnett, and he rearranged the letters one year and renamed our team to the Crazo Rats instead of Ozark <laughs> Stars. And and she was just an absolute joy, not only to play basketball with, but to be a friend with. I mean, I'm yeah. honored to be her friend. That's probably uh, it, it's somebody that I've always thought the world of, and this is definitely well deserved. I, I've I've not had a chance to meet her face to face, but just talking to her on the phone, you can just tell from her personality on the phone that she's she's fun Buckle to be up. around. And, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she's, a, she's a fun one, so. that's for sure. Um, and then the next one, I was so happy. I sent her flowers when she graduated from Waynesville High School. <laughs> I can imagine all opposing coaches were very excited to see Katie Pritchard uh, yeah. head on to somewhere else. But outstanding career in high school at Waynesville, but especially at Drury. She was uh, – uh, Drury women's basketball is nationally uh, uh, renowned these days, but it started back in, when Katie Pritchard and her teammates, they were kind of building it into what it is now, and she was just – uh, I can remember seeing a couple of games uh, when she was there at Drury and just outstanding player. Out, we talked about high basketball IQ. She's she's just outstanding and has no now given back as a coach. Yeah, yeah. so she she's just uh, I can I can imagine a lot of coaches were excited to see her move on some to to another location, but certainly deserving of Filbert Five and looking forward to recognizing Katie as well. There you go. And rounding out the starting five. For the women is Megan Wagner Van Slyke. Uh, she uh, and her sister actually were uh, 
part of those carts, uh, the Carthage team that went to the Final Four. Uh, she went on from there to play at Johnson County Community College, had a really good career there, but then really took off at uh, Central Missouri. Uh, and you can glance through the record books there in, in uh, Warrensburg, and her name's going to be on there. And so uh, she obviously had a had a made some major contributions to basketball, and we're looking forward to giving her a Philbert Five Award as well. Awesome. That's a pretty good starting lineup. So let's yeah, look at this. Yeah, I, I would, I would take, take my chance with those. <laughs> yeah, no uh, especially, you know, with, with Honey and you got, you got your point guard, you got Andy uh, bringing the ball oh, yes. up, you got Katie banging down low and um, <laughs> Courtney Creed's going to provide the defense. So I, I would say it's a pretty good starting five. So. That definitely is. And, and really, uh, the men's tee, the Philbert Five Men's Award, the starting five there. Let's, let's, um, let's go through them and, um, and announce who those are going to be. Yeah, uh, Rand Chapel, uh, a lot of folks in Springfield remember uh, him uh, from his Glendale days uh, a while back, but uh, he had an outstanding uh, career, set some records at Glen left as Glendale's uh, all-time leading scorer, if I'm not mistaken, um, was high up and still was pretty high for his, you know, he did play a few years ago, but his name's still pretty far up the list on career scoring and uh, in Springfield Public Schools history. So outstanding uh, high school career. Uh, played uh, Missouri State and actually uh, was a standout there, but has really made his mark in coaching. He's had several different coaching stops, and everywhere he's been, he's been a winner. Um, right now, he's in the Overland Park area at uh, Johnson County Community College, um, and he, he's very excited. I had a chance to talk to uh, to Coach Chapel, and he's looking forward to getting back down here to Springfield and, and seeing some old uh, – Friends and uh, very, very deserving, uh, outstanding playing career, but but even more so has contributed as a coach as well. So, and he's had a very, lot of Division good. One players that have filtered through Johnson County. It's amazing yes. how he helps them get to the next step. It's really, it's impressive. And next up, uh, Dr. Kurt Hartzler. He uh, played at Willard, uh, went on to play at Evangel, and left Evangel as their leading scorer. Uh, his name is still, as if you look back uh, at their record books, still all over the place there. And uh, he's currently a, a superintendent over in the Tulsa area. Some may have heard of Tulsa Union uh, High School. He's the superintendent there in the Union School District. And he was also very excited about uh, making his way up I-44 to get back to the Springfield area. And and, and uh, he was very uh, humble in the sense that, uh, you know, that someone had actually remembered his career. He, he was like, <laughs> I thought everybody had forgotten about that. But uh, so we're looking forward to honoring uh, uh, Kurt here in a few days as well. Uh, Rick Pickering, we mentioned Rick. Uh, he uh, played up at Grandview in the Kansas City area. I went on from there to play at Valparaiso, uh, uh, just north of Indianapolis. Um, they had a, an outstanding program there and then uh, wound up finishing his career at Eastern New Mexico University um, and then played some uh, professional basketball in the CBA and played in some legendary uh, uh, summer leagues uh, during his downtime. So he had an outstanding career and um, just a, just a pure score. So he was, he was uh, looking forward to, to getting uh, him here and, and, and him receiving a Filbert five as well. Very uh, The next two guys. Yeah. The next two guys uh, played against each other. Uh, actually, uh, Sam Pugh played at Branson. Uh, Corey Tillery was at Parkview. And uh, they had some uh, some games where they played uh, back in their high school days. But uh, Sam was a great uh, – some remember Avery Dingman. They were kind of the two-man show for Branson there. Um, uh, Sam uh, went on and had an outstanding career over at Pitt State. And we talk about facilitators. He was, uh, you know, just the, an assist machine um, and certainly uh, deserving of this award. And Corey Tillery, 
Uh, basically, uh, he played a year at Drury, but made his market evangel after he left Parkview. I was there for three years, and I believe he was the first uh, Division One when they moved when Evangel went from Division Two to Division One. He was their first All American, three time All Conference player, uh, averaged a double double one year. I believe he was just a just a high IQ, um, just you know, you give him the ball and, and he's going to make the right move, whether it's a, a shot, a pass, whatever it is. So Corey is is obviously a deserving as well. But we're excited about uh, all of these uh, men and women and look forward to honoring the Philbert Five class. What a wonderful class. Wonderful class. So it's 11 a.m. on Tuesday, December 13th. So next Tuesday, December 13th at the Oasis Hotel and Convention Center. How can they get tickets? Uh, they can call the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, 417-889-3100. And uh, we'll be happy to uh, to get them tickets. A ticket, An individual ticket is $40. Um, that comes with the, the meal and the program, of course. Uh, tables of eight are um, for all of you math majors or 400, if I'm not mistaken, eight times, yeah, <laughs> something like that. So uh, we do have a, a congratulatory ads if you're not able to make it or if you'd like to uh, congratulate one of these uh, honorees, whether it's an inductee or uh, one of the Filbert Five, we certainly have uh, ads available in the program. We'd love to uh, to, to make this a, a very nice uh, show for these individuals that are very deserving of being honored. That sounds wonderful. Well, I appreciate your time tonight and giving us this. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, wish you the best of luck with the with the event next Tuesday. All right, thank you very much. All right, well, we'll go, we'll head back to the studio and we're going to settle that debate on who could win, Rick or Honey Pickren. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Byron. a coach's perspective. This is Jenny Hopkins. Thank you to Byron Shive. Uh, what a great preview to next week's basketball luncheon. Uh, this segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy is owned by dairy farmers and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact. Scientific studies, professional dietitians, they all agree that the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after workout is chocolate milk. Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate and they're a proud sponsor of a coach's perspective. Um, I am so excited about this upcoming um, luncheon. I think there's, you, you heard, there is quite a lineup. Um, congratulations to all of the inductees and the Filbert Five Award winners. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be a tremendous um, event. It's at the o- Oasis Hotel and Convention Center. It is next Tuesday, December 13th at 11 a.m. And today I'm joined right here in the studio by Rick and Honey Pickren, who are the husband and wife duo, the dynamic duo that are both getting the Philbert Five. So, um, Rick, welcome to the show. I'm glad that you're here tonight. Uh, very pleased to be here. Thank you. And, Honey, I'm always happy to see you, and, and I'm very um, I'm glad to finally get you in the studio. We go way back. We've known each other a long time, and uh, I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you. We are excited to get to be here. And they brought their um, security detail with them and their bodyguard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> their son, Gent, is also here, and we're, we're happy to have you here. And, um, I, I, you know, I might just start with Gent. Um, I'm going to put him right on the spot. You know, your mom and dad are both getting the Philbert Five Award, which is a big deal, a big deal. It means that, uh, you know, they're, they're some of the top players ever. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm just really excited for them, and it's just super exciting that they get this award. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, definitely. And if you had to put any of your allowance on who would win in a game of horse, do you want to say who that would be? Oh, yeah. I'd put all my money on mom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
Well, it is exciting. And, um, you know, Rick, I, I want to start um, with you and ask, you know, this is uh, you've had quite a path. You had quite a path of, of schools. You were at Grandview High School, as Byron was talking about earlier. Um, uh, you went to Valpo. You also, you know, Eastern New Mexico. But then you were able to play in the Continental Basketball Association. Talk to us a little bit about um, after um, Valparaiso, you were at Arkansas Little Rock for a short time. And then you took a hiatus from basketball. Yes, that's correct. Um, I went to UALR and back before this NCAA transfer portal, which is such a bizarre thing that's hard to wrap your mind around, but you had to sit out a full year when you transferred D1 to D1. So when I transferred at the Christmas break in 1985 to Arkansas Little Rock, I was sitting out my full year of uh, transfer eligibility, and then I got married, and um, as soon as I became eligible at Little Rock, my marriage was not doing real well, and so I went back to Kansas City and uh, didn't play basketball at all for three years. I was uh, bouncing around some odd jobs, and, and the longest stint, I was breaking horses and cleaning out stalls at a horse ranch in Shawnee, Kansas. Well, there you go, and then a coach found you. Yes, uh, Earl Diddle, who claimed to fame before being at Eastern New Mexico, he was uh, Bill Hodges' assistant at Indiana State. And the legend of Larry Bird working on a garbage truck, well, Coach Diddle was the one that convinced him to come back to college and, and play at Indiana State. And um, he had a similar thing with me. He <laughs> kept on calling and pestering me. He was actually at a little NAIA school called Panhandle State at the time. And uh, he wanted me to come there, and I, I wasn't interested in going back to school. But he was persistent, and then he got the job at Eastern New Mexico, and I decided, yeah, what the heck, I'll go back. So I got two years of eligibility at the NCAA Division II level. That's fantastic. And he's going to be joining you next week. He is. He just called me yesterday, and he, he's retired now and lives in Harlingen, Texas. And he said he was going to drive up and, and attend the banquet, which is really surprising to me and and uh, you know those those coaches it's been 33 years since I played for him but um, those relationships that you build through sports and for me through basketball they just always seem to come back around and, and you always you pick up right where you left off so I'm very grateful that he has taken the time to come up for this award. That's fantastic I think that's absolutely wonderful well it's going to be a fun day it's going to be a fun day for your whole family um, having uh, both of you go in at the same time is going to be a great uh, a great afternoon. So um, I'm going to talk with Honey a little bit about her path as well. But we're going to take our next break, and when we come back, we will um, we will continue talking with um, Honey Scott Pickren and Rick Pickren, and we're going to continue talking about the Gilbert Five and the upcoming Missouri Sports Hall of Fame basketball luncheon. We'll be right back here on a Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins, and I have Rick and Honey Pickering in here, and we're talking about the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame luncheon that is next week. And I want to thank Bill Grant Ford from Bolivar. Thank you for sponsoring this segment. They know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, and they know service. They know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. Give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call. They will take care of you. 417-326-7671. Thank you also to Greg and Melinda Burnett as they support local and thoughtful radio. And we appreciate Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance as well. 
Um, and thank you to West Logging, westlogging.com. Um, we're very excited to, to have this husband and wife dynamic duo in here that are being honored for the Philbert Five Award. Honey, we talked a little to Rick about his path. I want to talk a little bit about your path as well. Um, you played at Forsyth. Um, we already know that you played for the Crazy Rats AAU team. Uh, which was was a hoot. Um, we we had a lot of fun back in those days. Uh, my father, Tommy Burnett, coached the team, and we were the Ozark Stars. So we had a serious name for a while. And then after he worked with us for a year, few years, he came up with a more appropriate name. <laughs> yeah. After rearranging the letters, we were the Crazo Rats. And so, um, you know, playing at Forsyth, playing AU, um, you had a great foundation. You were a lot of fun to play with. You were one of those teammates that had so much energy and love for the game. Um, I, I just absolutely loved being on the floor with you. I I couldn't agree more. We had so much fun playing together and just getting to have that time in the summertime and your dad taking us to Kansas City weekend after weekend. And, you know, I just... In the camper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. This just our crazy group of girls and so much fun and, you know... If you didn't just love basketball already, you would have fallen in love with it just based on those trips to Kansas City and, you know, going in to those gyms and looking at those girls that are a mile taller than us and <laughs> twice as wide. And, you know, all we had going for us was our speed. Yeah. I don't know how, how we won so many games up there, but um, yes. I think it, it was a lot of fun and we really enjoyed it. Um, then you went to Moberly, but then you played at Missouri Southern. And you had a great career there. You did a fantastic job. Tell us a little bit about how you got to Missouri Southern. Um, well, one of my Moberly teammates, a couple, I think, of my Moberly teammates were being uh, looked at by Scott Ballard at Missouri Southern. Um, and honestly, it was he needed some post players. You know, he had left Marshfield, gone to Southern, didn't have very many post players. Um, one of my best friends on the team, Rolanda Gladden, was being recorded, um, was being recruited. And, um, they were also after another one of my teammates, uh, Marjorie at Rumpf, but she was having some academic struggles. And, um, so that wasn't going to be a possibility. So then they needed yet that second post player. So it all just, um, my dad was kind of helping put that package deal together. And, um, so I ended up, I was supposed to have already signed my letter of intent, but couldn't find the coach when I went to do that. So I think it all just worked out and fell into place because it sure was nice being two hours from home instead of five hours from home and getting to play with friends and then, um, you know, getting to have such a great team and such a great career there. We just had, we had so much team success. It was a, a wonderful program to get to be part of. That's wonderful. I, I'm glad you had that path and, and that success as well. Well-deserved. Um, you know, we, we, we talk oftentimes, you know, on the show about what sports do for an individual. Um, and Rick, you just talked a little bit about that as well in our last segment. Um, what has it done for you all professionally? You're, you're very successful. Um, you have a very successful business that you run and, and there's a lot of attributes that parallel in a professional life from your athletic life. So what is it, some of the things that have you, you've taken from, from your time playing? Rick, we'll start with you. Well, uh, People have heard me say a lot of times over the years that athletics, team athletics, really prepares you for life. I mean, somewhere along the line, a coach is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, thanks a lot, but you're done now. And then you've got to go step into the real world. And I tell my boys this, 
you know, there's teammates that you might not have liked or coaches you may not have liked, and that transfers over into coworkers you may not like or bosses that you may not like, but you have to figure out a way to come together for the common goal, and um, sports just prepares you for that. And so I, I believe that that has prepared Honey and I, even though we don't punch a time clock and work for other people, it has prepared us in the business world to – to be able to work with county commissioners and DNR and some of the things that we have to as land developers because um, you don't always like what you hear, but you have to find a way to get to that common goal. Yeah, coping mechanisms is huge. Um, that's one of the biggest lessons I think that you do. I mean, getting knocked down and getting back up, I mean, figuratively and literally, I think that's important. Um, honey, th- anything to add to that? It's something that you've taken from your athletic life and, and applied in your professional life. Well, definitely achieving a goal and just having to work hard for it. And, you know, I just remember, I just remember when I actually graduated and started working. Just remember thinking, is this, is this it? Like, this is, like, this is, this is being what an, this is what being an adult is. Like, you just have to go to work. Like, like it's just only like nine to five. Like, after getting up at, five o'clock in the morning having to go do weights and having to run cross country and you know all the all the things that were involved in you know playing college ball it just seemed like when you actually just had to go to work it it wasn't that hard so you know we understood about what hard work was real early and you know the more you work the the more you put in the more success you were going to have so that that we learned right away (laughs) <laughs> that is so true and such a good point. I actually remember that feeling as well, <laughs> thinking, okay, what do I mean, I got like three hours. And it's not, <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> uh, or I couldn't even get near a bus without wanting to take a nap. You know, you're, you're on a bus all the time. Uh, but it, it is true. And, and now, you know, fast forward through the decades and your parents, and this is something I think is really important too is, you know, as former successful athletes, you know, it's not, you didn't just get the participation ribbon. You were successful athletes. Um, what is it like now sitting in the stands watching um, your kids play? Because it does take sometimes a little bit of restraint. It is hard. I have to validate that. Um, but then at the same time, you got to also find a way to release them to the game. So how, how do you do that? Um, I'll start with Honey first on this one. Um, I just remember when, uh, Kylan, our oldest, was in the fourth grade playing in a tournament in Hollister. And I just wanted him to beat this team so bad. And I sort of lost my damn mind. Can I say that? I'm sorry. I lost my it mind. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, let's go back to the recording. We said, buckle uh, um, up. <laughs> yeah. So I just, you know, all of a sudden I thought I was coaching him from the stands and I was just trying to tell him what to do. And, you know, then after the game, he was like, mom, n- never do that again. And I was like, okay, point taken. And so I've really tried to never do that again because, you know, like you say, as far as releasing them to the game, like my kids have great coaches that I trust and, um, I, and they're smart and they figure things out and, you know, I can talk to them, but the middle of the game is not the time to do that. And it, it, it really only took me embarrassing myself and I guess my son one time for me to learn that lesson. So, uh, yeah, you definitely have to let go. And it isn't easy because you want the best for them, but they, the best way to learn is to let the game teach you. So they have to make the mistakes to learn and you have to let them go to do that. Well said. Well said. That's beautiful. 
Um, now, and, and of course, you know, we, we don't have to go into it, but Jen, your son is in studio and it's radio. They can't see him. He was holding up two fingers like it's happened twice. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I did yeah, multiple yep. times. Yes, I did. I did. I had my time with Kylan and I had my time with Jen where I, you know, was Let trying to learn. give, Let trying to coach do his job. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was trying to give him some coaching tips and yeah, it's he, hard though. he's like, mom. Yeah, And I really like what you said about let the game do a little bit of the teaching. You know, it's okay sometimes for them to make a mistake and not try to correct them in the exact moment. Because then how will they solidify their learning if they don't get to actually experience it? Um, I think that's something that's really important too. Rick, what do you think? How how hard is it for you to sit in the stands and um, bite a hole in your tongue? Um, I don't bite (laughs) very well sometimes. Um, I, I coached them both when they were younger and um honey came to me and said you know it's going to make our home life much better if we let them go elsewhere (laughs) and so we've been very blessed with great club coaches and they're you know they're learning the game the right way they've got trainers that teach them the right things it's still hard for me to pull back at times and and not share you know, my knowledge or what I think is my knowledge. And, um, and it's probably easier for a lot of kids whose parents weren't athletes because they can just, you know, sit there and, and be fans. It's harder for me. And, and anybody that's been around me watching the kids will are probably nodding their heads right now if they're listening because they've seen me, say a few things that I probably regret and it's it, it's difficult at times. It is but, hard. Um, I promise I'll do better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this this is being recorded. This is yes. being recorded. Jen's like, ooh, I'm holding you to it, yeah. Dad. <laughs> yes. Well I think sometimes too, you know, as a parent you're passionate and you care and you want them to have a great experience. I mean it has to be their experience of course, but you want them to have a great experience and we forget sometimes that we went through some of the same um, journeys and the same path and we had to learn and we had to make those mistakes and we had to have um, those moments and I, I do think that that is something that is is really good and I, I think there were times where I got I mean you know I had a father that that was a professional athlete and I would get in the car after a game and I would you know not feel good about my performance and in the first thing he would say was well did you did you play as hard as you could did you have a good time were you a good teammate um, you know and that and that really was the gist of the conversation um, unless I would ask for more and then buckle up, you know, cause it's whatever, you, yeah. you know, I mean, and that's, I think really important too, is that if you can create that environment as a sports parent, then your, your children feel more open about communicating with you, um, to help share that knowledge. Yeah. When Kylan asked me, you know, my opinion, I said, do you want the truth or right. do you want me to sugarcoat it? He's or like, coach? no, I, I, I want to hear it. And, yeah. and sometimes it's not real pleasant, but. I always want to make sure that, like your dad told you, did you play hard? Did you mm-hmm. leave it all out there? Did oh. you have fun? You know, the things that you can always control, your effort. So, You know, and I think it's really good. Um, you know, one time I learned about the compliment sandwich with, with my mom one time. And it was, um, she she had, you know, the compliment sandwich. You know, you tell somebody, if you have something hard or difficult to share with someone or you're going to critique them, you tell them something nice first and something encouraging. And then you get in what you need to say, and then you finish with something encouraging. And it's it's supposed to be a very impactful way for them to remember what you were trying to do. Um, And I think that's something as well, is is it's so, you you know, they can ask for your critique, but 
it's so wonderful as well to show them that support and be proud of them and to be, you know, their number one fan. That's got to be exciting too. It really does. Um, honey, let me ask you this. You know, you, you had a dad that was a superb athlete. I was so impressed with him over the years watching him grow up. He was just, he was an athlete, um, Ever since I knew him, he was able to do incredible things. Um, tell me what it was like with your relationship with him and, and how um, he encouraged you in sports. Well, that was probably the closest that I ever was to my dad was, you know, when he was um, in that sports mentoring role. And, you know, he would just, we would break down every game and, you know, talk about, what we could have done better and what I did well and what I needed to work on and who, who on my team also was doing well. And, you know, like we would, when I was at Southern, we would go to Brahms after every game and, uh, you know, eat a lot of ice cream. It was a very, you know, very lengthy session. Um, but you know, he, I always really respected his input because he had coached, football and track for 20 years and you know was a d1 athlete and and a coach and just an encourager my dad was always an encourager and very upbeat and you know he was never he he was never overly harsh i don't know if he fed me any joe bell sandwiches but you know he uh <laughs> he he had a way of, of never tearing me down always always building me up and but you know giving me some truths in there too and you know keeping me keeping me grounded for sure well that's great and and you said something in there that i think was kind of key i mean it, it was a relationship builder um and i think that's something that's a, in family dynamics a lot sports can be a relationship builder whether it's between a father and a son or a father and a daughter or a mother and a son and a mother and a daughter i mean it does, doesn't matter the dynamics as much as i think sports can be a great avenue to relate to your kids do you all agree with that and see that with your own children yeah well it's definitely a shared passion and and it it carries over throughout our lives. So yes, I, I agree. Very good. Um, if I could ask you one thing, I'm gonna I'm pivot just a little bit. If I could ask you one thing that a coach did um, in your life that made one of the biggest impact on you, what would you? Uh, how would you answer that question? Honey, we'll go with you first. Oh. Um. Gosh. It's only an hour show. <laughs> but maybe Rick should go first. Yeah. Let, me, let me think. Okay, I'll I'll just say that Earl Diddle, by giving me my second and third and fifth That's chances right. at go. at at finishing my career and getting an education, because um, I was kind of a knucklehead, you know. What? And uh, yeah, and he he put up with me, and he brought me back, and and I was able to get my degree and. And everything really that I have in my life stems from the game of basketball and the relationships, my family. I mean, I would never have met Honey if it weren't for basketball. And and now the relationships that are being built through my kids' sports and and the coaches and other families that we've met through their club basketball and school ball, um, it just continues. That It perpetuates and it's all because of basketball. Yeah, it does. It centers around a lot. Well, I would say um, that the coach who really helped me with my trajectory was um, Carolyn Richardson, and she was our assistant coach at Southern. And um, I was really pissed 
and I really wanted to quit. And um, I had been unfairly accused of something that happened um, on the bus, and the coach thought it was me, and I, it was not me. And um, it was actually one of his seniors. <laughs> it was it was not the sophomore. You don't need to mention names. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I had been unfairly accused of that. And I'm not a quitter. And I, you know, it, I was never so close to quitting in my life. And uh, and she really talked me. She talked me off the ledge. And uh, I, it would have been such a huge mistake for me to have quit just because I was pissed. You know, like I it all worked out and it was fine. And, and I went on to have, you know, such a great family at Southern and girls that I, you know, dearly love. And I would, I, I would have walked away from all of that, you know, over just feeling slighted if, if she hadn't been there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Super grateful for her. Well, I can tell you a moment of gratitude that I have is that you all came in tonight. We're able to chat with us for a little bit. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in here. How'd they do, Jen? They do okay. Yep. They did great. They did great. <laughs> a plus. Um, Slam down. Probably an A minus. Oh, there we go. Hey, it's a tough um, crowd. Yeah, discuss that in the car with them when you leave. <laughs> I will. Yeah, excellent. Thank you for coming in, Rick. I appreciate you being here so much. Well, Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yes, thank well, you, thank Jenny. You. Thank you for inviting us here. You bet. I'm glad to have you here. Thanks, honey. Um, all right, well, we're going to move into our post game talk and our post game talk sponsored by Story Construction. Go to story, S T O R E E dot com for more information. Um, we're going to move into our post game talk and I'm going to tell you right now, this one is close to my heart because of the lady that is sitting in here. We've talked often on this show about the benefits of sports and we just did. We talked about the life lessons, um, that you can learn for being a part of a team. And um, we've also talked about reaching out to former coaches and former mentors, you know, and I, I gave you that challenge last week when I did my cold calls. Um, but I also have a different challenge for you this week. Reach out to a former teammate. Reach out to a former teammate and let them know that, um, that that relationship is still there. Teammates can have a deeper relationship than friends. Teammates, um, you know, they have sweat, they've bled, they've cried, they've celebrated, and they've cheered with you. Um, teammates, you know, pick up right where you left off, no matter how much time goes by. Reach out to a teammate and let them know. I'm going to reach out right now and say, Honey Pickren, thank you for being such a great teammate. Um, Not just a friend, but a teammate. You mean the world to me. And I'm so glad that you have been in my life for so long. I appreciate it. Um, So now, listener, it's your turn. Reach out to a teammate um, because that is how champions do it. And I'm going to remind you I do each and every week. Be a good human and live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.